In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith, to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. Welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manassa, here as we equip you with practical tools to live your Catholic faith in our modern world today, especially in our modern world, especially yesterday. We went through, uh, <laughs> you're already laughing, Valentine's Day, St. Valentine's Day, actually, and uh, there can be nothing more relevant in this uh, day or two where people are in a zone of you know looking at their you know love life and <laughs> everything else that comes with it and to reflect on the life of saint valentine and create an antidote to the modern celebration of valentine's day the secular modern celebration i know many people might be feeling a bit isolated who you know may not be in a relationship or looking for that special somebody but Really, I think the, 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 the sole purpose of this feast is to focus on St. Valentine's life and to learn from what he can teach us and enjoy a season of singleness. But let's reflect. And I've brought in here my wife, uh, Kira Manassa. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's nice to be back. It's been a while since it has I've been, been on Catholic Toolbox. So it has been. good evening to everybody. It's so nice to have you all here. Happy Valentine's Day from yes, yesterday. Yes, happy celebration of what do we the do for feast Valentine's of St. Valentine's. Um, we worked hard yesterday. <laughs> it was work, a busy day. We worked a 12 hour day. It that's was a super busy day yesterday. Um, that's what we did. That's all I remember. But we went out to dinner. Yeah, Korean um, barbecue. That was I great. Because I didn't want to wash up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want us to do washing up after a long day. Sometimes that's a day where you just go out to eat. Yeah. It just so happened to be Valentine's Day. I've been trying to skip Valentine's Day for me and be trying to ditch it, you know. We've been trying to sort of say, you know, when? we're not going to celebrate it. Many years, you know. <laughs> we haven't been skipping it's it. It's just, if there's one, uh, if there's one, I don't know, feast celebration that really annoys me, it's Valentine's Day. Because oh. of how secular it's become, you know, there's no focus on what the same. What did St. Valentine do to you? Did he behead you? No, he was, he was <laughs> martyred and I don't think, you know. Were you the one that was beheaded or him? Yeah, I think he was, yes. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know why I need to complain. But I mean, really, if you think, you know, what's really funny is uh, is that meme you find on the internet uh, with St. Valentine and with mm. his icon. And uh, uh, he says, uh, and it says, roses are red, violets are blue. Uh, um, I, I was, was beaten with clubs, uh, tortured, beheaded, 
and you celebrate my memorial with giving chocolates to each other. I mean, that's a great, I love that meme. It's just like St. Valentine, not in breast. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's so funny, isn't it? Yeah. But I did see, I did see another funny one where, um, where it was like, I found my pew in church for Valentine's Day and it was like the one seater next to the pillar in the church, <laughs> which is always a fun one. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like, Valentine's Day, to me, because, like, we've been working, like, before when I was working in the city and then you'd pass by the train station and you see roses everywhere. But the, these days, because I don't work in the city anymore, I work from home um, or on the road, and I barely saw any, like, materials. Mm -hmm. So it, I think this year I really reflected on how, um, how deep – um into materialism we are in yeah in terms for valentine's day like when i drove past something and it was like selling valentine's day items and it was like massive teddy bears yeah and like fake roses um or real roses i don't know what they were yeah um, that's correct it was just it was just there's a lot of things and it if i if i think about it it's like well it's great it shows you show someone you love them with this gift. Um, it's wonderful if that's their love language as well. Um, but the thing is, for me, I would be like, where would that go in the house? Where would that teddy bear sit in my house? Like, I don't have any space for it. You know, I'm I'm too busy, like, trying to make sure that we're living as minimal as we can and that we only have what we yeah, need. Yeah, the minimalist lifestyle. You know. <clears throat> so, like, for me personally, that wouldn't, really like thank thank you for not buying me the, the big teddy bear at costco because that's too big yeah, <laughs> we don't have space for it especially because we have a costco membership but let's let's go straight into let's go straight into it yeah the, the the reason for yesterday's celebration now people are still in the zone you know for valentine's day you know it's actually funny i mean seeing people uh today you know two girls doing taking selfies yeah, you know on like, the river it's really like holding people. a rose you know probably tweeting and <laughs> like it's for it's for social media yeah know? like uh this is like all i need as a valentine's day one of my wise friends um told me like the thing about valentine's day is girls like to show off what they've received yeah 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 so um yeah i don't know I but don't you know, know maybe these people i thought to myself maybe are taking photos two girls taking photos uh with a rose they're probably maybe putting up you know oh look yeah <laughs> look it's uh look it's uh um uh you know uh, what, what do people say my only valentine that i need you yeah. know all those captions but i saw this tiktok today where it's this... that need to want uh to yeah. be doing something on valentine's day. no i saw this tiktok it was so good today um where this girl was like i'm baking a cake for my valentine mm -hmm. she made it really pretty it was like heart like in the shape of a lover yeah <laughs> and then she just ate it at the end and i was like <laughs> and i was like and then the caption was, I am my only Valentine. That's great. I mean, <laughs> I mean looking at yourself. I and, thought that was so But funny. let's go straight into the life of Saint. But who was he? He, What's was, his whole he was a priest in Rome. Um, and when I went to Rome in 2018, I actually saw his skull. And I don't know, that sounds morbid, but as Catholics, you know, we like the relics, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we, um, you know, we build holy ground with the basis of our relics. Yeah. And that's where we have our worship. That's where we have our mass. Yeah. So um, his skull is in Rome. His skull is in Rome. Do we know which church it's in? Yeah. It's if you've seen, um, you know that Audrey Hepburn film when she's in Rome. 
Yep. I forget what it's called. Um, uh, but it, it's so good. She goes in t- to put her hand in this wall and then, like, um, her friend scares her, obviously. But it's a church right next to that building. So <laughs> um, if you watch that Audrey Hepburn film, I forget what it's called. I love that film. Um, when she's uh, a princess and she escapes, she just wants to, like, look around Rome, which I totally get because Rome is, like, one of my favourite cities in the world. Um, but it's the one where she tries to put her hand in the wall and there's a church right next to it. Um, supposedly it's called, um, I, I read it somewhere before. Um, the, it says the relics have been translated to the church of St. Praxedes. I don't know if I'm saying that. Praxedes? I don't know. Um, but yeah, like mm-hmm. his, his skull is there if you want to go see it in Rome, if you ever get the chance to go, um, which is really incredible but yeah so he was in Rome like I've got reports that he might have been a bishop we don't know um but he was also a physician and he was in prison for giving aid to um to people in prison to and those people later became became martyrs and um while he was there he actually converted the jailer um by restoring sight to his daughter and um you know there's, there's several theories as to why Valentine's Day came about, um, but it's like, I think it's coming from like the pagan god Juno or whatever, like it was like a month ago. So there was a pagan origin to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Feverado Juno. Um, and Just like Christmas, the church replaces it with a Christian celebration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for the time. Yeah. Um, so there's all that. But with St. Valentine, he was beaten and beheaded mm-hmm. very morbid um at, so very uh, in Rome, romantic in <laughs> the year 269 um 269 so that was like a long time yeah. ago very wow. very long time ago and he's got a lot of patron like a lot of patronage that you can ask his intercession for so for example like against epilepsy like remember he was a physician fainting plague is a big one for COVID oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. I found that out today so that's really exciting um for betrothed couples, which oh, is that's great. Very obviously kind of like engaged couples, <laughs> um, engaged couples, people for young people. Um, he's a patron for happy marriages, um, and beekeepers, right? Like maybe that relates to honey, like oh wow, there you go. I don't yeah. know. So if anyone um, has any bees, you know, yeah, know. yeah, and obviously it's funny. He's the patron saint of Hallmark. <laughs> oh wow. So he's the patron saint of greeting card manufacturers. Um, And obviously he's the patron saint of love, of Mm -hmm. lovers, um, of course, of people who are travellers as well. So that's about St. Valentine. Um, Sometimes he's known as St. Valentine of Rome. But what's funny is yesterday when I was looking it up on the American site, it was an optional memorial for him, but it was mainly for St. Cyril Methodius. Um, so is that in the Novus Auto? That's like in the Novus Auto calendar with the traditional... Um, the extraordinary The form. extraordinary form calendar that was on... It was, like, legit yesterday. Yeah. And also in, I, I believe, in some Eastern calendars. Eastern also the Maronite, Maronite the Maronite calendar, yeah. the Byzantine calendar, the Anglican Ordinariate calendar mm-hmm. uh, still follows the traditional date of the 14th. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, so in most calendars for most churches and most rites, it's the fourteenth yeah. of February. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, that's great. That, that, mm. That's a bit about his life. And what do you think we can learn from his life? Uh, 
I think, well, for me, one of the things that stands out is that he wasn't, he didn't stop converting just because mm. he was in jail. Like he still got on with the work, um, you know, much like a lot of people, like not a lot of people who I know would do that. I know you, when it comes to business, you're like push, push, push. And like, it's a very similar mentality to what he Yeah, had. I'll probably do that in jail. <laughs> yeah. If I was in jail, yeah. you know, I'd have nothing to do. So it's very Cardinal Pell in yeah. a way as well. You I know? mean, yeah. Everyone, when you read his memoirs and he's all about. Um, he needs to do something. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to get. But jail's a great opportunity. I mean, it, the way Cardinal Pell portrayed it <laughs> yeah. was that, you know, efficiency, wake up at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep at the same time, keep a routine, yeah, write right. for a bit, get some sun. Like you know? the big, like, um, you know, I relate that with Cardinal Pell because Cardinal Pell got a lot of letters when he was in jail and he would often get more letters in one day compared to someone um, who, like, like, like the guard who would have like two letters a year and he had like, you know, 26, 28, 50 in one day. And so he had a lot of people praying for him. Obviously. Hundreds of books and uh, yeah, many. and you know, in a way, you can see how that's reflected with Saint Valentine, who was okay. in jail and who healed someone in there. He converted people while he was in there. Yeah, which is he got down to business while he was in jail. Absolutely. So, which is yeah. great, you know. Yeah. I mean, what better time so, than people? <laughs> so that I think that's one of the big takeaways with now with Saint Valentine is that. We don't stop no matter what situation we're in. Um, we sanctify every moment of our lives as much as we can, you know, which is incredible. So that's St. Val Valentine. Um, I know there's a lot of, it's a beautiful name, isn't it? Valentine. Valentine, yeah. Yeah, like in the French, they call some of the um, men Valentine. Valentine, I don't yeah. know, can't say it. Yeah. Um, but there's Valentina, there's a lot of people. Yes, yeah, so there's many names that stem from uh, St. Valentine. Mm -hmm. um i mean i mean there's there's a lot we can learn i think and and do we know a little bit about how this feast developed how, how did we go from celebrating uh, um saint valentine as a patron of love mm -hmm. what did he do to become sort of the the patron of i think there the romantic was, 14th there was a of February story that as many, well. men, uh, many men uh many men in the flower shops lying yeah, up, why, buying why are australians spending like 400 like thousand or like million on flowers in one day <clears throat> yeah um well i think look, i'm trying to find where it comes from it's it's come from the belief that birds be were pairing on february 14th mm -hmm. now that's probably because of like the cycle or the season. Um, but in four, by the 14, so by 1477, the English associated lovers with the feast of the of Valentine on yes. the 14th, because birds would find each other and birds would choose a mate on that day, mm -hmm. like in time for spring, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So then like when spring comes, you have all these flowers and mm -hmm. you have all these birds and the cycle of life, etc um and then like eventually it just became a custom that lovers would write love letters to each other on on valentine's um and then other romantic traditions if you're single maybe this will work for you get bay leaves you know the one you put in like your bolognese or like oh yes or yeah. like your spices like go look for in a pantry 
pin it to your pillow. That sounds very painful. Mm. Um, to sleep, if you sleep on it, pin it to your pillow on Valentine's Eve. So maybe try it next year, so you can dream of your future oh, wow. husband or wife. Um, so that's something else. That's so these are tra- traditions that stem from it. And yeah, it's did he famously funny. marry to? Uh, yeah, a he ma- he married a couple, and it like they weren't supposed to get married or something but he sacrificed he his um, self and got himself into yeah, trouble yeah. from there yeah absolutely. So, so you can see many factors contributed to why he became affiliated with the romantic mm. um yeah the romantic uh, development of yeah of um valentine's day yeah so it's, it's like you know it's an antidote to a book i've, re- I've read before called the betrothed which pope francis are, like has actually recommended um to read mm. but it's a very thick novel um if you have time but it's beautiful it's based in like the 1800s in italy yeah and it's about two people who were supposed to get married they didn't get married there was a play going around like a few years after that but they didn't get married because it was meant to be done like it was meant to be like a super small wedding but the priest was bribed or something mm-hmm. and then he chickened out and so they didn't end up getting married because the priest was a coward mm-hmm. So that was really emphasized in the writing. Um, but then even like, you know, they went through a play together, they were separated. Um, and then eventually they find they find their way back to each other, which is just incredible. Like after about two years um, getting into a play. So basically they had their own version of COVID back then. Yeah, and then, much worse. And there was um, famine as well. So there was no food. The only thing that they could rely mm. on were um like people who were very kind-hearted and eventually the couple find themselves back to each other and then they got married at the end um which is a beautiful story so you know it's an antidote to priests who like saint valentine is sent like was an antidote to that if you think about it because he um he pushed on like with a wedding Mm -hmm. even though so Something the cowardice. So so it's an antidote to the cowardice of yeah. clergy. Um, Possibly, you know, yeah. in times where there could be temptation or fear. Mm. So it's, it's yeah. a great thing I to mean, take out from that. The thing about clergy is we're all human, right? Yeah, and clergy are human too. So sometimes it happens. Sometimes things happen where it's not what you expected, what you wanted, but um, sometimes. It's, the crazy thing happens like when we got married <laughs> like, like when like when we got into the church then Gladys shut down whole state yeah, <laughs> you know go. and then um you know there was a lot of things that could have prevented us from getting married as well um so the but, obstacles to getting married that, that's what we can pull out of that as well yeah um, absolutely but we were like by the grace of God mm. he provided everything like a very holy bishop yeah. um, to get us to let us get married like the holy priests who were with us on the special mm-hmm. day yeah. um our guests who were very strong-hearted mm-hmm. in being there for us mm-hmm. and so like that's like a modern day valentine yeah story like if you think about it i mean it's it's amazing mm-hmm. so i mean it makes me wonder it makes uh, many many people wonder <laughs> how uh, uh, how did the development of Valentine's Day become so commercialized? I know, especially when there's such deep roots um, in the power of love 
that's yeah. that's where it started and then it's become kind of like very wishy-washy he's a rose because he's an example um like christmas there, there, there's you look at the the ecclesiastical or church celebration mm-hmm. level and, and you ratio that with the secular the shopping and everything else okay mm-hmm. yeah there still is a great church celebration. Yeah. Solemnity. I mean, granted, there's a great uh, commercialization, but Valentine's Day, yeah, doesn't really have it apart from Sunday and the feast. There isn't great well, celebration. Look, if if I there's more a, commercialization. If I was Willy Wonka and I owned a chocolate factory, mm-hmm. wouldn't you be capitalizing on a, a absolutely big, on a feast like Valentine's absolutely. on times like Easter, you know, and things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, as consumers we're the ones who have the power to say hey you're bringing out you're bringing those hot cross buns out too early yeah, or i'm not buying it. chocolate you From know this particular I'm place going on a diet. <laughs> you know or maybe complain to the managers or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or send an email or something you know we, yeah. we can sort of we can like, do things you know that you know they do sell chocolate all year round and you are allowed to show your appreciation for the ones you love more than one one day a year it is a good reminder some i mean sometimes maybe you know you're like 50 years like 50 60 years married and you're like oh i've had enough of life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then valentine's day rolls around and it's like it's an occasion that allows you to like shamelessly be like you know what i'm gonna buy her flowers or i'm gonna get her some chocolates um and it, it can be the other way too like i'm gonna bake him some cookies or bake him some food that he likes um so but you know like it's a good reminder for us to be able to say i love you shamelessly (laughs) to the ones who we do appreciate in our lives um but i think if like if the whole day is meaningless maybe just think about saint valentine and the origin because that's so deeply rooted Mm -hmm. in in love you know and yeah and it's a type of love that fights yeah, and I think we need to focus back, bring it back to the actual meaning of the mm-hmm. feast day, to focus on the feast. Yeah. And then secondarily, you know, the flowers come and that celebration it like linked with, to with the every occasion. Feast. And it's called a holiday for a reason because yeah. it was a holy day. Yeah. And sometimes, like most of the time, you got days off. And, yeah. You know, when there's big feast days, mm-hmm. there's always days off in Europe where they're like or in poland like i hear about poland a lot mm. um there's usually a big feast day like um for example saint joseph's day next month in yeah. italy is father's day because he was jesus's father mm-hmm. like earthly father yeah and you know like that marries really well and i think we just have to remember if it's a holiday that must mean it's been a holy day and we must honor it in that way in that sense so instead of like you know, and it doesn't have to be a big deal. Like maybe when you're doing your prayers, you just ask for that special um, saint's intercession that day, you know, like instead of being, like maybe for all the single people, instead of like being really depressed that like it's Valentine's Day, no one bought you chocolate. Think about the fact that, um, you know, ask for St. Valentine's intercession um, and then buy this chocolate half price the next day. You know, that's what I would do. I mean, let's really go into the problem. Like, I mean, it's great that there's some commercialization of it. Flowers, it's a great thing. People capitalize. I mean, it keeps the economy going. It keeps the economy going. It's good that at least if we're going to commercialize, we should commercialize around uh, 
commercializing in a Christocentric way. But mm. I think most people who are buying flowers and celebrating Valentine's Day don't understand the actual meaning. Yeah, yeah, they but, just buy it because... We need to go back to the original meaning and focus on, hey, this is a mm. feast. Why don't we do some reading about St. Valentine? Actually yeah. dig deep a little bit more, go to Mass and 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 not feel the need to just celebrate just because, because it's a commercial holiday. Mm. The problem that I take with it is that it's just being celebrated because, and we're being forced or, or pressured or to celebrate just because it's, it, it's, a, day, it's a day of, uh, of love and everybody must have love. Mm-hmm. And it leaves a lot of people out. Yeah. That's the issue I take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, rather than being seen as a day of, yeah, of course, romantic love because of the work that St. Valentine's did, love in general, and, and seeing the feast, you know, staying centred on the feast. Mm-hmm. But because of the over-commercialization and the detachment from the actual meaning, obviously the second world, no one, no one going buying flowers in a flower shop knows about the life of St. Valentine, I guarantee you. You never know. They might be. Hopefully. Careful. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I always love to be wrong yeah. on these um, pessimistic uh, <laughs> assumptions oh. that I make. <laughs> but the reality is, uh, I think, it leaves a lot of people out. You know, thinking about oh, mm-hmm. I don't have a date. You know, it's Valentine's. Yeah. You know, let's all let's all let's all group together. You know, and <laughs> celebrate Valentine. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I part, uh, strictly oppose. I, it shouldn't even bring us there. You know, mm-hmm. just one day. Uh, how can people sort of get away from this? Uh, you know, grog of of you know not having a date for Valentine, or you know, or being self too self conscious about what they're doing on valentine's you know are we going to dinner we're getting flowers a big teddy bear you know you know how do we sort of (laughs) how do i convince you that valentine's is not a scam (laughs) yeah that's my opinion valentine's day is a scam well not saint valentine's day yeah valentine's day is a scam valentine's day yeah i know um just my opinion for the disclaimer wait what was the question (laughs) I, I think I think we're, we're hitting half time now. So why don't we take our break now? For those who want to call in here with your questions or comments regarding Valentine's Day, we want to hear about how your Valentine's Day went. Uh, and how, more, more importantly, the celebration of St. Valentine's Day and what you did on that day. We have any questions or comments or practical tools. We'll be getting to our practical tools after the break. But if you want to call in here, the number is 962 that is 9625611 or simply email me at thecatholictoolbox at gmail.com. That is thecatholictoolbox at gmail.com or comment in any of the Facebook live sections. So stay tuned here. We'll be back shortly. My name is Father Damon Seifer. I'm a member of the Priestly Fraternity of St. Peter, which is the Latin Mass Order. Our order has been ministering to the faithful in Western Sydney uh, for about 20 years now. But we think it's time for us to find our own place, to be able to build our own church. So we're really encouraging people to make donations, perhaps even dedicated to monthly donations, so that we can forge to take on perhaps a mortgage for this great endeavor. So we would like to, in the long term, build a traditional church for the celebration of the traditional liturgy in the Latin rite. We would encourage you to think about this, to pray about this, and see if God is calling you to uh, commit to helping us with this great endeavor to build a new church for Western Sydney. 
And welcome back to another week of the Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manasseh, and he is we equip you with practical tools to live your Catholic faith in our modern world of today. We continue our discussion here with Akita Manasseh, my wife, uh, regarding Valentine's Day, the, the, the as I call it, the, 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 the scam of Valentine's Day, or, or <laughs> the commercial aspects of being the scam of Valentine's Day, but more importantly, the actual feast of St. Valentine, and, and looking at the day and maybe how we can change the, our perception of that day. You know, if you're single, you don't have a day, or if you are married or you have a day, you know, looking at, you know, what she, you know, looking at the soft consciousness, sometimes that can come out from that. So it's sort of looking at how we should orient ourselves on a day like that, that, that has a lot of stereotypes associated with it. We want to try and dispel uh, sort of the stereotypes that we, we have to follow supposedly yeah. on that day. We have to buy flour, we have to do this and, and sort of to think for yourselves and get out of that and really focus on the, patron of the day, St. Valentine, and, and and really, you know, enjoy the day, you know, you know, looking on uh, upon yesterday. Yeah. So if you want to call in here with your comments or questions, the number is 9625-6111. That is 9625-6111. Or email me at thecatholictoolbox at gmail.com. That is thecatholictoolbox at gmail.com. Or comment in any of the Facebook live sections or in YouTube. Don't forget we're live on YouTube. Don't forget to follow us through YouTube. So go to YouTube, type in The Catholic Toolbox, and you can follow us there, subscribe to our channel, uh, like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget, wherever you want to access the podcast, it is available on every single platform available, um, and we're available everywhere there. I just wanted to give um, give you all a reminder, if you haven't yet got your copy of my book, The Art of Practical Catholicism, it's available on all platforms, on Amazon, uh, Booktopia, Perusia Media, and Catholic Bookstore. So go and find The Art of Practical Catholicism if you need uh, to get your copy there. You can get it in digital or paperback. So let's continue with our discussion here. Um, where do we continue? So we stopped so there. We, we, I we was like, three practical what's tools. your question? Because I'm trying to wrap my, my head question around. Is, uh, my question is, what are our three practical tools for this week to take action with with purifying our perspective on Valentine's, the scam of Valentine's Day? <laughs> okay. So I think one for the single people out there, um, your self-worth is not based on who you are or you are not dating. Mm -hmm. Your self-worth is you have to really understand this because it's very deep, mm. but it takes a lot of prayer and, you know, understanding to get there. And mm -hmm. so pray to God for that gift of wisdom, for that grace of wisdom into understanding that you're not going to be happy unless you are actually happy. And that is not found with a boyfriend, with a girlfriend, with a better heart per se, you know, that you have to find that in God first. That is so super important because until you know who you are, you're never going to be satisfied. Exactly. You're never going to be content. And so whether you get a rose or not, it's not just because you get a rose or not. It's like, it's like the bachelor, right? Mm. But, <laughs> sorry. It's just annoying. But it's, it's something that you have to understand 
that you have to find it in yourself and you find it in God as well. Like that's a journey that you have to take yourself on to really find who you are. Like, have you, I'm wondering if you guys have ever seen um, Eat, Pray, Love because she, this lady, like, I think from like memory, like years and years since I watched this, she like goes through like a divorce or something Mm. like that. And then she doesn't understand like herself until after her divorce and she's gone to meditation and she's eaten around the world and then she's yeah. prayed, you know, and I think that's why you got to do it before you meet your spouse or before you even know you've met them. So what you're trying to say is enjoy the season of singleness. Enjoy yeah. it. Because I mean, but the reality, in a deeper way. <laughs> exactly. I mean, everybody will tell you we're now married. Many of our friends are married. Many friends are single. Yeah. The season of singleness is the best time it's gonna go by quickly you know there's not enough time for singleness yeah you you know so really embrace it Mm. you know if god if you're doing everything on your part to look for to to find your vocation your vocation is to marriage and you're looking for somebody let god do the work and then where practicable and possible Mm. um like single like single single life is very unique and it's one of those things where you're kind of like, um, you know, it's kind of like when you're the one who has straight hair and you want the curly hair and then it's the other way around. Like once you've got it and it's, once it's gone from you, you'll be like, oh, I actually really miss that. Exactly. You know. No, and, it's, it's and a great that, to be single. Not that I don't love being married to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like being single it was very a, a very unique time, and mm. I don't think I realized that at the time. When you you're very like you're ready to go do whatever you want, you, you can go try. Mm. Like I got on a plane on. We still do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah, the difference is like no, I have to take you and me. <laughs> like. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, <laughs> it's more fun. No, but like when I was single, when I turned twenty five, I remember. They forced me to take annual leave at work. And then I went to Singapore by myself, my 25th, 25th birthday. And it was such a fun birthday. I was doing whatever I wanted. And I think that's when I appreciated solo travel, first of all, because I could do whatever I want. I could eat whatever I want. I wasn't tied down to someone's itinerary, someone else's itinerary. But I think that's one of those things that where you realize, oh my gosh, single life is so much fun. I like and back then when I was working and you know you have like this in like you have a certain amount of income but you don't have like children to pay for right yeah um so you can buy whatever you want (laughs) like that was a great time now you know now we're married I have to be smarter with what I spend my money on I can't just buy everything that I want like before I could (laughs) um because we didn't have we, we didn't have that responsibility towards each other yet. Mm. Um, but you know, any potential children, any potential, um, it's, uh, you know, because when you're married, you know, you open to life and mm. children come. So you got to yeah. always, you got to plan for something you have, foreseeable. Yeah. You've got to be like, once you're married, you got to be kind of like smarter with every, like with everything. You have to kind of look one step ahead. When you're single, oh my gosh, what did we do when we were single? When we weren't married? We like we would hang out till two a.m. every time. Mm. But we, I think that also came with the season. Yeah. Of being so like it, it's obviously when you're nineteen to 24, 25, mm. 
you know, that's a time where singleness is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, singleness is great. You know, you're young. You can actually achieve a lot in your single yeah. life and set yourself up and learn about yourself, you, you know, as opposed to, I speak to some people who have always been in a relation, never had a season of singleness. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they, they did objectively struggle with their identity. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody, but some yeah. people to an extent. So you have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And that can only come between you and God. Yeah. And then by knowing yourself, you'll naturally associate yourself in circles, in places, in activities, which will magnetically attract somebody naturally. See, it's that naturalism, yeah. uh, natural, light, organic. natural organic growth yeah. of a relationship. Yeah. Natural organic growth. I think we can't be forceful with it. Even though we want to meet somebody now, we have to see what God has in store for us. You know, maybe God wants us to meet that special someone at 27, you know, after you've done so much. Like, I know I know people you know, who got married in their 40s because they met, like, a, the year before they turned 40. Mm-hmm. And then they got married. Like, I mean, everybody has their own you. unique story. Like, everybody has, maybe this can be tool number two, but everybody has a different timeline in their life. Yeah. And I think that's something that you can't push yourself. Like, I mean, if your friend has like been married and has kids like like maybe 10 years before you have like that's but, okay but god's written a different story for you exactly, that's okay. you're not I, the same person i really you. think that's a big problem yeah. many couples just think oh i've you know all my friends are getting married mm-hmm. you know i'm groomsmen or bridesmaids for all these friends i feel like i gotta get moving yeah I mean, like, well, okay. what, and there's what, that what, pressure because of your immediate circle. What did you used to say to people who were like, "What are you? When are you getting married?" Like before for, for the couple of years that we were dating. I mean, maybe how we long were, did we go? How long did we date each other before we got married? Three, three and a half, years. Three and a half, three and a half years. years. Three and a half years. Okay, and then for the years. two and a half years after the first year, mm. when people would ask when you're going to get married, when mm. is he going to put a ring on it? What did you used to say to them? When you can pay the invoice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right. And so, you know. Oh, well, you can pay for my wedding. No problem. Yeah, Beautiful. Exactly. I'll send you the invoice. So we wouldn't have had a super dramatic <laughs> COVID lockdown wedding day if we didn't trust in God's plan. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, from so, our experience, yeah. You have a different timeline. Everybody has a different story. So it, it, even what I've always told people is, you know, friends that are single and everything is mm-hmm. that you have your own story. Don't look at our story. Don't look at the other person's story. Yeah. Everybody has their own unique time. You know, I think I think other people, people who are married, should also encourage people who are single to enjoy the seasons, embrace it. And if when they do come across somebody who they're compatible with, be proactive, but don't be forceful. Be natural about it. You know, go about your daily business, grow as a person, put yourself in social circles where you can meet somebody statistically, a uh, good practicing Catholic. Um, you're but, more likely to meet someone who you have a lot of common things with i know they say opposites yeah, attract by knowing yourself and yeah perhaps that's true um but i think for me like for me and george i think we had a lot more in common um especially towards like things like our faith um and the direction that we wanted to take in life and i think that was a strong common bond that we had and Maybe that's how our friendship grew in the first place, um, you know. So it's it was at, in our own timeline, you know. God made it happen. Mm-hmm. It was a grace of God as well. 
is it something you do need to pray for um and it's not like it's it's something that god really gives us as a gift you know mm. and yeah it is true yeah and, and everybody has their own story embrace or write your own story everyone I mean, don't feel oh, it's valentine's day i gotta be with somebody I, I have to have a date if if god made every single person unique wouldn't the world, he, world would be would, boring wouldn't he make every every single couple story unique as well exactly like so so if your friends are already married or have boyfriends or girlfriends yeah, well that's amazing that's enjoy. great you know because in a way you can be like oh so what's it like and then five years down the track, you can be like, what do you feel like you did wrong? You know? So mm-hmm. some of my friends who got married before me, like we had the privilege, like George was one of the first one in like in his friend circles to get married. But mm-hmm. I was, um, because I'm a bit older than George, I was one of the l- last ones of my friends to get married. And that's okay. Um, because I was able to go to their weddings and see what I liked for my wedding. And I was that's able, why, yeah, that's I one of the, what's one of the good things, but I like down the track, I'm also seeing what their relationship is like, what marriage is like five years, seven years down the line. And I'm here like seven, eight months married. Mm-hmm. And you know, what, what do you expect? And, 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 and you people, learn and teach each other as well. Yeah, I exactly. mean, there's some people who uh, in anything in life, I mean, if someone's done something, before you for several years you get advice from them yeah. i think we have many different friendship circles yeah we do and and we have many different, different friends different ages as well yeah different and, ages and different situations we can proudly say you know we yeah. have friends in their 40s 30s oh, yeah, 20s yeah. friends that are younger than us that are married not married don't have kids have kids priest friends and you gain great perspective yeah. i think that you know, you know, we're gonna in principle, if you're gonna look at everybody and say, "Oh, well, he's a priest and he's married. Oh, maybe I should do that too. Mm. Oh, he's married and has ten kids. Yeah, I should do that too." Mm. You know, you're not gonna live your own life. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You have to pray and find out who you are, grow as a person, and and write your own story. Every yeah, story is unique. Exactly. You know, some people are called to get married a little bit earlier. Mm. They meet the right person. It's a, the right time with their work and everything else. Some people meet the person later at a different stage of their life where they meet somebody whom they wouldn't have, um, you know, uh, been compatible with at an earlier stage when they were younger. Yeah. You know, there's so many factors. I mean, yeah. there's so there's so much variety and diversity. I think diversify your minds mm. um, and, and you really won't be, naturally you won't be wanting to just follow what one or two of your friends are doing. Mm. You know, diversify your, your circles. Yeah. Let's go to practical tool number three for those feeling left out on Valentine's Day. I think the last one, um, it's it's interesting because a lot of people, obviously I love rom-coms. I grew up watching the rom-coms. But you have to understand that God's love story for you is written by God. And the love stories that you watch on TV is written by people who are hired to do that by writers who are hired to do that so if like when I when I realized I was like okay what's my story gonna be like you know I'm watching Disney when I'm a kid like is a am I gonna drop a glass slipper somewhere is my prince gonna find it and then is he gonna come rushing to me that wasn't my story which is fine but God had a better story for me. 
So I think that was just one of those things that was like, um, again, it's a comparison thing. Don't compare yourself to someone who's fictitious, but also realize that God is writing your love story and it's going to be beautiful, you know, and your photographer or your videographer will capture it one day hopefully in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Capture Frames because we love their work. Highly um, recommend you check them out. <laughs> um, because they did so well. And I was, Go to capturedframes.com.au. Captureframes.com.au. Thank you. Yeah. Like, But we were bawling our eyes out when we were watching the video that they made for us because it's, um, you know, it was able, they were able to actually really show what we wanted to um like what we felt like our relationship reflects so practical to number three what's your advice to people on on this day of valentine's day don't watch rom-coms um to ex and like you can i think detox i think watch them like do a social media detox a digital detox yeah like i think sometimes that's very helpful because sometimes you can just be like like literally every comparing like, everybody every else single person and, had like some form of flower or you know, flower, yeah, on their Instagram story yesterday. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's great, but like, you know, that's not life. That's not what that's but, not but it can help like, to sort of sort of ignore those things on that day and sort of be yourself and not trick the, the you know, it's just another turn day. the phone off for the day if you need to. That's totally fine. People but will the essential call you is, if they need you. The essential is learn who you are and grow as a person is who you are but we have a question email here from danica danica thank you very much for your question uh is it fair to greet everyone a happy valentine's day in general are we not being unfair to those individuals who don't have a partner to share valentine's day with i think it's fine i think because you can say that to whoever you love right like valentine's is for people who you do love and it doesn't have to be a romantic kind of love it can be um, it can be a friendly love. It can be a brotherly, like a fraternal kind of love. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't think there's an issue with wishing like anyone and everyone, even if they're single, like you know, happy Valentine's. Because, or just simply because not. Because you can show them because you can show them you love them. Mm-hmm. Like, or simply not. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, we have uh, Anthony here commenting. Uh, look for inspiration and make your own life I, mean, it's a great comment. I think that's a very important point make your own life look yeah. for inspiration and 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 pave your own path i mean is the world going to be interesting if we all follow the same path you know mm-hmm. uh, you know imagine if everybody's wedding was exactly the same and story was exactly the same <laughs> like i want to go to those <laughs> I wouldn't care. What like, for. it'd be great to celebrate the couple, but if they, like, copied somebody else... I wouldn't go any, any more than two. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, not this again. You know what I mean? Um, you know, every person's story is unique everywhere. And that, I think when people do get married, um, if they do get to there, um, then their wedding can reflect the beauty of their relationship as well as what they're like as people. Let's talk about single people, you know, um, the... Uh, you know, if you if you're not called to marriage, you know, mm. or, or you, you don't find that person, you know, this is the importance of loving yourself, mm. loving God, loving yourself, and and you know, growing as a person is who you are. Mm. See, that's the prerequisite for any vocation, whether you're called to married life, priesthood, religious life, single life. Uh, 
the prerequisite is knowing your identity mm. as a son or daughter of God, growing in who you are, your personality. And that's that the seriousness of that season of singleness. I really cannot put out there the importance of how, of how, um, how much that season of singleness of not dating, just being yourself, mm. learning about yourself, having no external emotional, um, uh, emotional influences on your life, especially when you're young, you know, during high school, these are crucial years, mm. uh, you know, um, mm. that can really shape you to, to understand who you are so that you can pave the path for your future. And then when you're rejoicing in who you are and your identity, you don't feel like you need a date, you know, to be happy. Mm. It's then that you're naturally inclined towards the right person because you're not looking, you're not desperate. Yeah. And that's where the right person will come in. When you're not looking, when you're not at trying too hard. Yeah. But you know, the blessed single life is also a vacation in itself. Yeah. You know, I know so many accomplished people who never married and look, and yet they've done so much with their life. Um, you know, I've seen so many people who have been, have like changed the world in their own way. Like, even if they didn't marry, because marriage is not the only path. Like, again, there's a religious life, but blessed single life is also important. But yet these people who I know who have never married and they are all older than me, like in their 50s plus, but they've been successful in their own way and they're very content. And God gives them something beautiful in their lives as well. I really think in my chapter on... Um single life um in my book the art of practical catholicism i really i really elevate how much you can do as someone who, who is single mm. or let's say there are couples out there who are married but don't have kids yeah. you know for one reason or the other um how much they can achieve mm. because of that time yeah. you know not raising a family not having children they don't have children or they, they're not married you have so much time on your hands to do so much good it's not an excuse to sit back mm. on the bench I mean, you can, so many great successful politicians were single. Mm. Uh, many people who've started great companies yeah. and, and charities Absolutely. and done tremendous things have been single. Yeah. You know, otherwise would not exist if they were married. Yeah. The reality is exactly. many things don't exist because you're married. Mm. I think that that's, that's the, you know, uh, that's the actual um, how marriage can hold you back, but in a good way. Of course, obviously mm. you're held back from, partying every day and going out but in a good way it's good to be held back you know it's good to be held back by certain things like a career you know that's demanding these are positive things we can't do everything in life mm. uh, but but singleness you know if you are single and it's valentine's day forget the valentine's day but we're talking in general we're talking not just here on this episode about valentine's day maybe we'll remember you know their 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 thoughts and ideas, it comes to the surface of Valentine's Day, mm, of, of yeah. how they feel 365 days a year. Mm. And uh, in no way is this professional advice. Uh, uh, as a disclaimer, please, if, you, you know, if you're down or experiencing any um, uh, issues, we recommend you seek professional advice. Uh, it does not count as professional advice, but, but yeah, uh, take action. Yeah, well, take action. sometimes a chat with a friend is all you need. Yeah. You know? So same Valentine. Um, just to wrap up here, oh, Saint Valentine. Yeah, he I was mean, uh, beaten with clubs, beheaded, 
was a martyr, um, you know, was courageous to marry that couple, mm. which brought forth, you know, his, his example of marital and romantic love. Uh, I, I think I think love is sacrifice. Yeah. It is sacrificing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and um, you know, like St. Jose Maria writes, like, I've got something. He, he, I love what St. Jose Maria writes. It's great. He, um, he's really like, you know, very persistent. Sorry, I'm just trying to find it. But yeah, I mean, you know, being married, it's a supernatural calling. Mm -hmm. It's, but it hurts. It's, um, you know, there's pain that does come with it. And I get that, um, you know, whether it's, dang, he didn't take the rubbish out again, or, oh man, <laughs> like I have to do mm. like this and that, and you're just tired and exhausted and you're like, mm. oh, I still have like a, a million errands to do. You know, there's like, there's little things that you have to die in yourself for as well when it comes to marriage. But I think the main thing is, you have to understand that this love, first of all, it comes from God. So God is love, you know, but it doesn't like it doesn't mean that it's all roses and flowers and you know fresh meadows and running through the fields and you know there's that aspect of joy in it. But when it's love, you have to will the good of the other person. You know, mm. you have to always kind of try and remember you want to do what's best for the other person not just for you anymore because that's that's a reality of it right i i really think yeah i think we've covered a lot here um and what what do you think like marriage means like if saint valentine was alive today mm -hmm. what would he say about the modern age and mm, that's interesting anything. that's a that's a good question yeah i think you say valentine i mean he's he's in heaven interceding for us but if you could come down now and uh, speak to us like look at looking at the divorce rate of the modern age um, he would tell people to stop buying flowers mm -hmm. and, and and buy uh, buy uh, and go and uh, focus on the actual meaning of love and uh, and purify their intentions mm -hmm purify their intentions from the, the vanity and the commercialization mm, yeah and, and at least if you're gonna buy flowers be moved by the right intention mm. be if you're gonna take a, a your loved one on a date be moved by the mm. right intention and and, and you tell people forget about valentine's day 14, yeah. 14th of february what is this day and uh, and focus on the three 364 days a year mm. you know Valentine's Day should just be another day where, oh, we're, we're my, maybe a bit of flowers. But it's already, we're carrying what we're naturally doing mm. anyway. You know, it's not something that, oh, today I woke up, I feel lovey-dovey. Mm. You know, that that's inauthentic. Uh, it needs to be consistent. It needs to be 365 days a year. And um, yeah, so the three practical tools. Let's uh, focus on yourself, build yourself up because whether you're called to marriage, whether you're single, you're dating, you're married, if you don't know yourself, it's going to be a disaster mm. for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> for no yourself and everybody. No matter what stage of life you're at. 
Exactly. So build your identity. If you don't know who you are, work with a counselor. Work with. uh, Find out what you like. Try different things. Try different. Detach yourself from certain groups or influences, everything holding you back or distracting Mm -hmm. you. Dig deep, very deep, dive deep into your identity, who you are, what your call is, what your vocation is, and focus on that and nothing else. And then naturally, if you're called to married life, the right person will come naturally at the right time. Yeah. Second practical tool is, uh, what was it? I already forgot. Was detox. No, no, no. It was um, work with your own timeline. Work with your own time. Build your own story. Remember that, you know, if you are called to married life, you're dating, or you're looking for somebody, to not be influenced by the surroundings around you, like by people. It's great, you know, you may have friends, get married, support them, be with them, but recognize. And I think this is the importance of why, you know, I was raised on the fact that you not not to just hang out with youth all the time. Mm. I think we have an over youth culture, which I, I don't like at all. I, I, I was hanging out with, you know, with older people and grandparents, mm. you know, I think we need to hang, uh, we need to spend time and, diversify our circle our friendship circles into people at different stages in their life so so we understand and diversify our perspective uh, so we're not influenced you know overly influenced like it's good to see friends getting married and think mm. okay if i'm called to marry maybe yeah, i should meet it's, someone it's wonderful but it's not not to be defined by and influenced like i think it's by it's great friends. like for me i'm always super happy when my friends find their vocation but we're not, you're not going to be writing or you're not going to be copying their story or no, copying exactly parts not. of their story. I'm happy for them that they found their vocation. And maybe learn things yeah. from your friends, but we have to be very stringent. We have to put or a filtration wall between mm-hmm. what our immediate circles and the, 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 the five people you hang out with or the 20 people you hang out with. Yeah, be picky not about, to be influenced. Be picky about who you hang out with. But not to be influenced by their great stories. You need to build your own. And the third thing is detox from the commercialization. Turn off social media on Valentine's Day and and too much from that. And um, be moved by general love if you're going to buy flowers or go out on a date. And you know what? If 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 you don't feel like going out on that day, that's okay. Yeah. You don't need to to be like we went for Korean barbecue. We didn't have to go on this fancy oh elaborate day. that i love them i went in my work clothes like that's how much i love Jewish. yeah <laughs> but like um you know it was it was just casual i just i didn't want to do we celebrated saint all. valentine flowers and then yeah we just went for dinner that's yeah. it we didn't have to go for dinner mm. we don't have to be influenced by what the market is saying you need to do mm. We didn't go on like a full course tasting. No, just because it's Valentine's Day. But if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But do your own thing. You know, if you like that, you don't want to do that, you want to change up this year on that day, um, if you're in a relationship. Yeah. um, You can also get more creative with it. Like instead of going out for dinner, why don't you go on a hike or something? Yeah, we don't have to be, I think, to think for yourself, be an independent thinker. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we covered a lot here today on the Catholic Toolbox. Uh, We wish wish everybody a blessed feast day day of St. Valentine Martyr, Roman priest uh, and patron of this day. Uh, Don't forget to get your copy of The Art of Practical Catholicism available on all networks. And also, if you want to download uh, the podcast, you can get it from any podcast platform or you can go to our YouTube channel, subscribe and like 
this video to re-watch this episode and take notes and take action with practical tools uh, to better your faith and better yourself. So thank you very much, Akita, for being with me this week. Thank you. Okay. So thank you very much for tuning in, everybody, to the, another week on the Catholic Toolbox, the Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manassa. Until next week, God bless, take care, and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. Charity.